You're listening to From the Front Row with Letitia Cotto, a podcast for those who want to take center stage in their lives. I'm your MC and number one fan, Letitia Cotto, master life coach, motivational speaker, and Maven Mama. I'm here to show you how to love yourself into the life of your dreams by teaching you how to tap into your innate brilliance and worthiness. If you're ready to let go of what no longer serves you and step into the highest version of yourself, you're in the right place. Let's get it popping. Hey there, honey bunny. It's your girl, Letitia Cotto, and I'm coming at you live from the front row, teaching you how to love yourself into the life of your dreams. We're going to have a lot of fun today. You're going to learn a lot, and then you're going to go out there and live a lot in only the way that you can. I speak it, I believe it, and I receive it. Before we jump into today's episode, let's go over housekeeping and announcements because y'all know I low-key love housekeeping and announcements. <laughs> Number one, the Red Carpet Collective is coming, y'all. This past April, God really put it on my heart to launch a monthly membership program to help women on their self-love journey. And it's going to be opening up in a couple of weeks at the beginning of August. Right now, my beta babes and I are knee-deep in beta testing, working out the kinks, and making it extra juicy for you. So to get yourself on the invite list, click on the link on the blog cast page for today's episode, and I will personally put you on the VIP list. Yes, I love VIP. Number two, don't forget to download the free worksheet that goes along with this podcast so that you can take notes, keep track of your tremendo aha moments, and write down next steps. How are you going to apply what you learn in today's episode? Number three, I always encourage you to keep an open heart and an open mind. You may hear things that you already know things that you've heard before, things that you've heard me say before. One thing that I'm really trying to do when I'm reading books or watching videos or listening to podcasts is ask myself, how can I experience this information in a new way? Instead of just immediately being like, oh, well, I already know that. That's cool. I done heard that, whatever, whatnot. How can I experience this information in a new way? Take everything I say with a grain of salt. Try it out. If it works for you, amen. And if it doesn't work for you, amen. At the end of the day, this is your life, your journey, and I'm just grateful that you're here rocking with me today. Number four, today's episode is being recorded at Letitia Cotto headquarters, and that means that you may hear a whole lot of lyric or a whole lot of abuela in the background. Let me tell you, Ms. Lyric está de candela Oy, I took her to Target today and she fell in love with this like Mickey Mouse bookmark. Okay. And then she got upset at me because I couldn't open it. <laughs> Whatever that means. She kept like trying to give it to me. She said, mommy, open, open. And I'm like, no, Mija doesn't open. And she's like, ah! <laughs> so you might get a taste of that today. I don't know. I never know what's going to happen when I press record and I kind of love it because it really is life, right? Like you do your best. You never know what's going to happen. And come what may, you make it do what it do. And that's what we're going to do today. 
Number five, the title of today's episode is a lyric from the Drake song, The Motto. All right, so let's get into it. In today's episode, I'm going to teach you why knowing what's not worth your time is the secret to your success. So, you know, I like to start off with a story sometimes. Last month, Romeo Santos, Romeo Santos, became the first ever bachatero superstar to do an interview on The Breakfast Club in New York City. So The Breakfast Club is a hip-hop radio morning show hosted by DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. When I worked in corporate finance in H-Town, I knew it was going to be a good day if I caught the people's choice mix on the way to work. Uh, And sometimes I would be so into the music that I would actually miss the exit to the office and I'd like have to turn around. But I didn't care because it was the People's Choice mix. Um, So anywho, this interview was a pretty huge deal for me because I've been a huge fan of Romeo's music, you know, since he was the lead singer of Aventura. Uh, Aventura is actually Spanish for adventure. And before Aventura, like if you are real like bachatero, um, you know that before Aventura, they actually had a group called Los Teenagers. In other words, the, the teenagers. Um, anywho, y'all, I was about to go off on a tangent. So for those of you who don't know about Romeo Santos, he is the KOB, the king of bachata. And bachata is a genre of music that hails from the Dominican Republic. Uh, There's also a dance that goes along with that type of music. So sometimes when people say bachata, they they mean the genre of music or they mean the dance that goes along with it. It just kind of depends on the context. So you've got, you know, traditional bachata from Dominicanos like Anthony Santos, El Maimbe, um, Zacarias Ferreira, Fran Reyes, Joe Veras, El Hombre de Tu Vida. Eh, y Oscar Sarante, que en paz descanse, uh, you know, that homegrown DR sound. And I could go on and on <laughs> about it because I, I do love bachata. But I'm going to rein it in because I do have a point and it's a pretty juicy one. So I'm, I'm just laying the foundation right now for y'all. So anywho, 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 <laughs> when Aventura hit the scene, they created this signature sound of bachata that really reflected both their Dominican roots and their hometown of the Bronx. So NYC, you know, it's a, New York City is a cultural amalgamation. I love that word amalgamation. I try to use it anytime I can. It's a cultural amalgamation of sounds, rhythms, and realities. And you could really hear this in their music. And Romeo played a really big part in this um, because he is, um, he was the group's, you know, songwriter and producer. And, you know, We Broke the Rules is still one of my favorite records to this day. If you have time, go on ahead and you can probably listen to it on Spotify. And they really, Aventura really made bachata cool for the young Dominicans. And then the sound spread, and now you got a whole bunch of different Latinos listening to it. Mexicanos, Argentinos, Chilenos, so far, so on and so forth. And that's no small feat. Because here's the here's the reality. If you're not Latino, it's really easy to lump us into a Latino bucket, right? 
um, like, oh, here, here are the Latinos. But there are many distinctions between different countries in Latin America that you may not be aware of, you know, whether it's accents or food, customs, geography, preferences, not all Latinos are the same. We come in every shade of God's gorgeous rainbow of color. Um, so Aventura's success in the Latin world, you know, as a bachata boy band is major. Oh my goodness. It's so major. So anywho, the group, um, gosh, the, the last, the last, that was their, their last studio album comes out. And then they decide that they kind of want to press pause on Aventura as a group so that the members could, you know, venture out and experiment on their solo projects. So since 2011, Romeo has released four albums and all four have topped the Latin charts, broken records. You know, he's worked with top artists in the Anglo market. So fun fact, in Latin music, like if you work in Latin music, anything that is not Latin music is called Anglo music. I, I don't know why, but that's, you know, the Anglo market, Anglo music. Um, so yeah, so he's worked with top artists in the Anglo market. So uh, he did a song called Promise, which featured Usher. And that song actually went 19 times platinum. And Odio, which featured Drake, went 13 times platinum. And this past April, much to my delight, he released uh, Utopia, Utopia, um, an album, you know, consisting of Dominican features and all bachata tracks, 100% fiel a sus raíces y me encanta, honey, me encanta. Um, it's, it's beautiful. You know, that's one thing I always give props to Romeo for is that he has always maintained the same dedication and loyalty to bachata music. And that's been a part of his success. You know, so for Romeo to do an interview on The Breakfast Club is huge um, because here he is, the king of bachata, um, you know, major, major player in the Latin world, but relatively unknown in the Anglo market. So, you know, starting off the interview, Envy asked Romeo, hey, you know, how'd you get into the music industry? And Romeo replies, I started taking it serious, um, you know, in, in like high school. You know, it was the one thing I was good at. You know, I was I was great at everything that as a teenager I would love. I wasn't I was, you know, like I was very passionate about. I wasn't that great like basketball. I love basketball, but I couldn't play. I, I still can't. You know, I sucked at baseball as well. And I used to draw and I thought I was the shit at that. And my cousin showed me some of his drawings and I realized I sucked at that too. <laughs> I was decent, but not as great as I thought I was. So I just stuck to music. And, you know, God works in mysterious ways, HB. I know you're thinking, okay, Letitia, like what's so deep about Romeo talking about what he's not good at? Well, it just so happens that me hearing this interview coincided with me reading a book called Do It Scared by Ruth Sukup. I hope I'm saying her name right. Uh, I hate it when people butcher my name. Um, I should have looked that up before I hit record, but Ruth Sukup. 
And years ago, I actually read Ruth's book, Living Well, Spending Less, but I didn't put two and two together until I actually started reading Do It Scared, and she mentions that book. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm familiar with her. I liked that book. Uh, So anyways, in this book, Ruth explains that not all fear is the same and that fear can manifest in different ways. And she breaks down seven archetypes of fear. So you got the procrastinator, the rule follower, the people pleaser, the outcast, the self-doubter, the excuse maker, and the pessimist. So if you visit doitscared.com, you can actually take a free assessment to see which fear archetype tends to dominate in your life. And when I took the assessment, I found out that the procrastinator, the rule follower, and the outcast are my three dominant fear types. And I'm currently still sitting with that because a lot of it, you know, reading the book really resonated with me. And it's something that I'm still kind of noodling on. And I'm also currently working on a new module for the Red Carpet Collective Uh, And I'm doing research on fear and how it can stop us from making changes in our lives. So I'm certain that this isn't the last time I'm going to be mentioning uh, that book or that assessment. I'm certain I'm going to be jamming on that in the near future. So be on the lookout. So anywho, she then breaks down the seven archetypes and she gives some best practices for them. And after that, she gives seven principles of courage and then seven ways to put your courage into action. And so in the book, she talks about the myth of balance and how we women especially tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be the best wife, worker, mother, volunteer, family member, investor, exerciser, you know, whatever it may be, we want to be the best at all of it at the same time. And so she cries out malarkey. That's another word. Like I, if, <laughs> I try to use amalgamation and malarkey as much as possible. I love those words. Um, so yeah, so she, she cries BS on it. And she says that it's perfectly okay to be obsessed with something um, and not have everything perfectly balanced out. Um, and she talks about the seasonal nature of life and how that can actually play a huge part in determining what's taking up a lot of our time. And she gives the example of the different stages of starting a family. So, you know, trying to get pregnant, being pregnant, having a newborn, then a toddler, a child, a teen, an adult, an empty nest. And she says no season lasts forever And that each season brings with it its own set of challenges and obsessions. So what was so important in the trying to get pregnant phase ceases to be important in the teenage phase, you know, when your kid's a teenager. And I love how she says, if everything is important, nothing is. And that not everything can or should be important. And part of that is determining what's not worth your time. And that was a tremendo aha moment for me, you know, framing things in that way. What's not worth my time? And Ruth says that big goals, like having big goals, goals that both scare us and excite us all at the same time, help us to really answer the question of, well, what's not worth my time? 
You know, she says that she's worked with a lot of people who struggle prioritizing what's important versus what's urgent. And those two things are not the same thing. And oftentimes we, we think that they are. So just because something is urgent doesn't mean it's important, but we often give the urgent stuff our attention, our priority because of the immediate sense of satisfaction that comes from answering that email when it comes in, putting out that fire, so on and so forth. And the important stuff usually has a longer window and we might not get that immediate sense of satisfaction. You know, writing one chapter in the book that has yet to be published doesn't feel as near uh, and immediate to us as, you know, putting out that fire at work. So it's just easier to spend the majority of our time putting out the fire instead of building a new house. So having those big goals orients us and gives us purpose to our action. And she says that we got to start focusing on the important things too, and really tackling those things first. And she said that like when she first started her business, she was a stay-at-home mom and she would wake up at 3 a.m. to work on her business so that she could give it the time and attention that it needed to really take off and so that she could also be a present mom with her kids. And the big goal that she set for herself was she wanted her business to make enough money so that her husband could quit his job. And I think she said he was like an aerospace engineer. So she said that when she told her husband that was her goal, he laughed at her. And she was like, no, but that's still my goal. Like, that's what I'm going to do. And that's eventually what ended up happening, you know, because she was waking up at 3 a.m. to work on his business. So she really lit a fire under my ass to stop making excuses and start getting real intentional with my time and making the deeply personal decision of what's not worth my time. And I say deeply personal because no two people are going to have the same answer to that question. And whatever your answer is to what's not worth my time, amen. You know, it may not be worth your time to cook a meal from scratch. And so you use a food delivery service like Blue Apron so that you don't have to chop the little celery down into tiny pit bits. You know, go girl, that's, that's you. Or you may decide that it's not worth your time to personally clean every square inch of your house. So you get some help, you know, and it's within your budget. Go girl, like that's you. And you may decide that you don't want to spend 30 minutes every morning agonizing over what to wear. So maybe on Sundays you spend 30 minutes, you pick all of your clothes out for the week or you buy five of the same pants and tops and you get your Steve Jobs on. Go girl, that's you. And those are the little things, right? So let's kind of make it a little bit bigger. Maybe it's not worth your time to finish getting your accounting degree because deep down inside you dream of running a lifestyle blog. Or maybe it's not worth your time to spend time with your childhood friends because all they do is be gossipy and critical and they make you feel small. Or maybe it's not worth your time to offer certain services or products in your business. You know, maybe the juice is not worth the squeeze. And I think the beautiful thing of 
this idea that really kind of rocked my world and I hope it rocks your world too, is that you get to decide what's not worth your time. You, nobody else. So anyways, back to uh, Romeo's interview on The Breakfast Club. You know, he talked about how he had different things he loved, you know, basketball, baseball, drawing, and music. And he, too, had to decide what wasn't worth his time. Now, granted, had he decided, hey, drawing is my thing. I'm going to get better at this. I'm going to dedicate my time to make it happen. And, you know, if he had made that decision, I'm certain that he would have indeed gotten better. But he chose music. And now 20 years later, he's at the top of the game. Oh, and I also want to point out that it wasn't overnight either. So in the song Aventura on the Love and Hate album, Romeo sings, we've been booed off a of stage, now look at us. Yeah, they, they would when they first started gigging, they would get booed um, because uh, bachata was not a popular genre. That was... That was like the the music that you that got played in the bars and the brothels, right? Like the low class, uh, lower socioeconomic class music, um, and now it's like this worldwide phenomenon. Amen. It's like uh, it's like tango was for Argentina. Um, anywho, so he goes on to say in the interview that it took about four years of struggling before the group started to see success. And he said that he was so shy that when they first started performing, he wouldn't even sing to the audience, y'all. He would sing to the band. Um, And he said that he immediately wanted to go into the next song. Like, you know how when you go to a concert, uh, you know, they play the song and then there's like this pause, unless it's like a medley. But there's usually like a pause and then it gives the artist the time to interact with the crowd. Well, he said, I don't want to do that. I just want to go into the... (laughs) to the next song because he he felt so out of his element and he was so shy um and he didn't give up you know he got better and so I don't want you to think that he made the decision to focus on music and then bam you know all of a sudden he was KOB status nah you know he's worked really hard and he continues to work really hard And another thing um that I loved about Ruth's book is that she says Stop thinking that the path should be easy. It doesn't work that way. The smooth road doesn't exist. Adversity is a part of life. So although you can't control what happens to you, you are always in control of how you respond. And that's something that I be telling people all the time. So it made me feel really good to read that in her book. And it was a powerful reminder to me because real talk, I get frustrated. Um, I'd be like, yo, why, why has this not popped off? Why is it not bigger? You know, what am I, what am I missing? What should I be doing? Um, kind of like, I think it's that Kanye song, uh, Oh Kanye, everything I'm not made me everything I am. And he's like, man, are these people that much better than me? Um, But you know what? Like, that's a part of the process. And it's like, stop making excuses. Stop focusing on that. Do what you can. Take one step at a time and keep making those small steps in the right direction. And so I really enjoyed the book. Um, And those were like the tremendo aha moments that I took from it. So I hope that it also um, kind of does the same for you, hearing it from me. You know, time is your most precious asset, honey bunny, because you can't get it back. 
See, you can make money, lose money, make it again, lose it again, make even more, but you can't get back your time. So if you take one thing away from this episode, it's that you got to get clear on what's not worth your time. You know, doing stuff because you think it's what you should do, because you think it'll make your mom happy, because you think it'll be an easier road, even though it's not really something you want, like whatever thought process is going into the decisions you make, it's time to really reevaluate that and get clear on what's, what is worth your time because how you spend your time is how you spend your life. Now it's your turn. Head on over to the blogcast page for today's episode and leave a comment with your greatest takeaway from today's episode. And I really, really, really do want to hear from you. It means a lot to me when you leave a comment, let me know like what's going on with you. So holla at your girl. I'm cheering for you like you're El Chico de las Poesias. (laughs) From the front row, Letitia. From the bottom of my heart, I thank you for rocking with me today. Make sure and subscribe so that you don't miss out on all this goodness. If you love this episode, leave a glowing review on iTunes and share with a friend. Don't forget, the show don't stop here, honey bunny. Join me over at LetitiaCotto.com or find me on Instagram and Pinterest at I am Cotto. You'll find uplifting quotes, life-changing tips and tricks, and a whole lot of inspiration. It's an honor to support you from the front row.